Welcome back, everyone, to Adeptus Australis, the Warhammer 40K podcast, where we talk about all 40,000 Warhammers in one complete little package. As always, my co-hosts, James, hello, welcome. Hello, James, how are we? I'm good. My man, Ollie, how you going, mate? Oh, always good, brother, you know that. And me, Jum, your gracious host. Boys, action-packed, okay? We've had some big reveals. We've had scalpers being scalped. But as always, let's start off with what have we been doing this week? James, let's start with you. Yeah, well, Warhammer-wise, I've been tucking into my Horus Heresy. I've been... Books? Yes. Oh, you've not not gone into the... I'm not ready to go back 10,000 years uh, model-wise, but am loving it literature-wise. I'm not going through all of them. I did find a Reddit thread which gave amazing suggestions of which ones to read, which ones to skip. I'm sure everyone has their opinions on that. It is a bit intimidating. It's so intimidating. Obviously, first three were great. Yeah, so I just finished No, No Fear. No, No Fear. No, No Fear. Good read because I didn't really know much about either Legion. And now, which, oh, sorry, the Ultramarines Ah. and the Word... The Word Bearers? Word Bearers. I was about to say Word Spreaders. I was about to say Word Spreaders. (laughs) That's a more ner- that's a Nurgle thing. That is what they do. They do spread the word, the good word. Yeah, um, good word of Ems. Yes, I've had a lot of them actually because finished the first Heretic. It was brilliant. Next up is the Betrayer. So I think that's on the traitor's side of the story. Ollie, have you read the Betrayer? I uh, I haven't, but I know that you're in for a bit of a treat. So there's a couple of story beats in Betrayer where. Um, there's some cool scenes, including, I think, a bit of a casual scene where you see a bunch of the Primarchs sort of interacting and you get a bit more of a sense of sort of what they're like with each other. And also, I suspect you learn to uh, really hate Lorgar again. He seems to be everybody's least favourite Primarch by an absolute country mile. All he wants to know is the truth. <laughs> what a big nerd. And the truth he found. <laughs> don't. Don't we all. Ollie, what have you been doing? I've seen you. You've been active on Instagram. You've been showing off. I've been doing a few things. Doing a bit of building this week. So I um, finally got my hands on the uh, the new scout models and was thinking to myself whether I wanted to build them as Dark Angels or as uh, as Space Wolves. And, well, with the, uh, the new Dark Angels codex, obviously I was super excited to play my Space Wolves instead. So um, I've been building my Space Wolves and um, I'm just doing a, a whole bunch of little... Um, green stuff sort of little uh loincloths and some talismans and and some little totem necklaces and things like that so i'm working through them at the minute but it sort of goes in hour long chunks before the other uh, putty gets too stiff so it probably take me a good part of a couple of weeks to finish them off to um to a reasonable standard so it's slow going but it's worth it that's my motto slow going mm. but worth it i hate that. also listen <laughs> Also doing the um the Dawn of Fire series, listening uh, listening to them at the moment, waiting for the uh, release of the new End in the Death book. Once you get through those um those other books, uh, James, you really should hit up the Siege of Terror series. It is awesome. I am slowly crawling towards them. <laughs> I, yeah, I only I didn't read anything. I listened to them on Audible. I only listened to Horace Heresy books on the Primarchs that. I was enjoying, i.e. the Raven Guard, which I was playing at the time, and 
Dark Angels, which I'm playing now. So I did all anything with Korax in it, and there's some good stuff. And then anything with Lionel Johnson in it. And now I've just gone straight to Siege of Terror. I'm not I'm not worrying with the rest. And to tell you the truth, I might even just skip through and go straight to the end and the death parts one, two, and three. But we'll see. Ooh. We'll see. I mean... I, I wouldn't do that. Okay, okay fine. Um, give us some context of the... What did you? What series did you say you were reading? The Fire. Uh, it's called Dawn of Fire. So it's sort of the the series which is set immediately after Gilliman comes back to life, and he's sort of going through and he's sorted out the Imperium and he's starting off the Indominus Crusade. It's got some really interesting characters. Explains how a couple of the chapters actually get the Primaris Marines and basically helps them fix the ham-fisted delivery of Primaris Marines when they brought them out in 8th and they were like, oh no, what are they doing? They're trying to replace all of our models and then obviously um, the the story they originally had was sort of just thrust in there and this series is doing a pretty good job of um, explaining that, though some of the books are a bit of a slog, fair warning, um, but the first two are really good uh, and I'd say probably anything that's got an Imperial Fist on the front of it is pretty awesome too. Um, and the latest one, which is about some rogue traders, it's called Sea of Souls. I'm really enjoying that one at the moment. Some really good stuff about like void fighting and things like that. Does rogue traders make anyone else think about Natalie Bathingthwaite? It does. Or is it just me? And then it makes me think of all the bands that they just sampled. That's called modern music, James. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. Modern music from that <laughs> band from 20 <laughs> years ago. Yep, the <laughs> 2000s was 20 years ago, everyone. Uh, let's not talk about it. Uh, so what have I been doing? Yes, the burden of the host. No one can. No one asks. No one cues me in. I've got to cue myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's right. John, what have you been doing? <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Well done. Um, I've actually just been trying to get myself sorted, setting up my kind of space again and getting everything going because I keep wanting to start something and I'm in that mindset of don't start it until I've got my plan and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to rush into what I'm doing. Basically, I've got the lion sitting there ready to go and I'm too afraid to do it. So I'm going to paint um, my Christmas gits guy on the little squig hog boy. Oh, amazing. You know, the Christmas one. Just so in time for Christmas. Just He's in a time. pretty little man. I'm going to really lay into some dry brushing, I think. I was watching some videos and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do some little dry brushing on the skin there. Otherwise, I've just been listening to The Solar War. That's the one. The first book in the Siege of Terror series. Getting geared up. Speaking of getting geared up. Only 100 hours left. There's a certain place in America where if you want to get geared up, you it's called the Segway. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But first, I do I do want to talk about something first, and I'm not sure if you guys heard about this. Um, GW are finally laying into the scalpers. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have seen this, but basically everyone's been onto their new website. They've copped some criticism for it. I personally think it's fine. You know, it's a website. I didn't think the old website was particularly intuitive either. It's just a store, um, really. Yeah. Look, we know GW is on a different push now. They're trying to make everything more friendly to newcomers because I can get it. It can be really overwhelming. But the new website, it's fine. And the new queuing system actually seems to work. So if you listeners out there from our hordes of listeners haven't jumped on on a pre-order day, you get a pre-queue queue basically. So you can go on from about 15 minutes before 
a, a release time and it'll put you in a queue and then randomly drop you in the actual queue at release time. So it's actually kind of, it takes the stress away a little bit. They also have started implementing like one per customer on certain things. What happened with The End and the Death Volume 3, the very good looking special edition with the kind of faux leather cover and all of that. Everyone queued and then as usual people were botting, getting multiple copies. And, th- and this is not confirmed I don't think, but another reason why I think GW have started doing two week release windows between pre-orders and release is so they've actually got time to go through those orders, find those duplicates and actually cancel them. Makes sense, right? Because they were saying one guy in Australia bought all of the end and the death copies in the entire country. There would probably have only been 20 or 50 of them available for Australians, but it's a bit of a dick move, right, like to to do that. You seem to know a lot about I the think specifics. <laughs> I think I can see a lot of books behind I, uh, you. <laughs> I, I wish I did. I, I actually don't buy the... Um, the limited edition books. The only ones I buy are, well, what, the one you guys can see me on the camera uh, behind me, which is the, all the Space Wolfy ones, because I find them really interesting. But, I mean, I just listen to audiobooks, so, yeah. So, the moral of the story is, as you said, Ollie. Don't be a dog. Don't be a dog. But, no, people have been buying lots of copies with the pretty much sole purpose of chucking them straight up on eBay for three, four hundred percent markup. I mean, we were seeing England already, people putting it up for four hundred and fifty pounds straight on eBay. Oh. But, you know, again, people in this hobby, they're a bit like that. So they're buying them, right? Um so there was a there was a good tweet shared, forgive me, I don't know the source of a scalper who'd put his order in for ten books, I think, via his bots, and it started selling them on eBay and actually had sold one to a guy and there was a post of the thread and he was like, oh, sorry, man, GW, you've cancelled my order. I can't give you the book. I'll refund you the money. But then that same person apparently threatened GW with legal action for cancelling his order. Certainly, I hope he does it and loses. It'd be very funny to watch him lose all those orders and then lose money in a legal battle against a multinational corporation. Oh, G- GW <laughs> will have a field day, but that's good news, I think. And this is all allegedly... Uh, well, I don't know. I saw the screenshots. Allegedly, that, allegedly. That makes it real. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I guess this is kind of what we've been asking for for ages. I mean, what? Oh, scalpers. Yes. <laughs> I want the scalpers to uprise <laughs> and take on James. I'm like, oh, no, for them to take on the scalpers. No, yeah, f- for that. Yes. Because, you know, we know that certain things are limited edition and we get it. And there's that concept of if I'm fairly beaten to the punch, fine. But. If you get on to the GW website at four minutes past 12, say, for our time when releases come, and there's nothing left when you know there was hundreds, if not thousands of, you know, instances of whatever you're getting, you feel pretty hard done by, you know. So good on you, GW. You've done it. You've solved the world's problems. You've solved the buy high, sell higher. (laughs) (laughs) Economy you've created. Uh, Yeah, we're not going to talk about GW's pricing structure today. That might be a different episode. Gotta love it in Australia. (laughs) I don't. I don't understand. Just takes so long for stuff to get here. Mm, mm. Technically, we're the first place in the world to get a day. So should we? Well, New Zealand, but we get movies usually two days before as well. Unless it's Aquaman, and then it's or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it's months. I digress, boys. Las Vegas Open, what happens in Vegas, gets posted all over GW's Twitch feed. How do we feel about the reveals? I got pretty excited. 
So I'm a Tau player, but now I'm thinking, is there now a Crute army? Inside of you? Inside of me, <laughs> inside of us all. But the way they <laughs> distributed these models, not distributed, marketed, and I just found it fascinating because for something like Crute, I think it's going to come in a lot of packages almost as if you can run just a Crute army and maybe they're leaning towards, I don't know if anyone else is on the same page, but I... They did say that there's going to be a like a very Crutey detachment yes. in that codex, which I do believe is also, I think, the last, one but of the last codexes. I just they also announced the um, the box that the crew are coming in has got the Tau Codex in it. Ah, so, so yeah, so and I just think it's really fascinating because I'm trying to think of another army in the series where it's two very different styles, but under the one banner. Mm. Obviously, you can say Space Marines, but that doesn't count because there's so many different. Chaos has a little bit of that about them with True. You know, demons and stuff. But no, I, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just interesting that instead of just having a crute army, it started with Tau just having these <laughs> random... Bird dog bird mercenary dog boys. people with these <laughs> cowfish people. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, what do we do with the bird dogs? Yes, Ollie. They were at the beach one day and they just decided that they wanted to make pelicans of the fish they caught, evidently. But no, it's, um, the, the crew are really interesting, actually. There's a couple of good books that sort of talk about them in a bit more detail, but they, they have, it looks like they're expanding this sort of story behind them where they, you know, they go in and they numb down on, you know, different things or different, um, I guess, entities or beings and then they sort of incorporate that genetic material and that's what the whole whole story of the shapers is but I, I love these models i mean looking at the sort of bounding poses on those crew toxes or those mounted models that they're having it makes me happy that i'm not the only one who um will have models that are you know riding hard and, and trying to get into the mix uh, with my space wolf so it's good to see they're getting something a bit cool like that as well as um on the back of the the awesome kill team that they released last year i don't know if you saw that one james but it was pretty sick did you see that one i did and I was just going to interject because you said space wolves. In the book I'm reading today, they were referred to as space dogs. That was in the Betrayer because (laughs) wolves wolves are free and dogs are... Dogs oh, are tied by the leash of the I emperor. So, oh, well, actually, speaking uh, of dogs, you say, Crutes look a bit doggish. <laughs> they are. Um, I really like the rampages. I think a nice, strong, like shock cavalry unit is good. Yeah. So I have the Crute hunting pack in front of me that was released, and in it you will find a Crute war shaper. Looks like a um. Ice pick or uh, something that you'd climb a mountain with, but on a Darth Maul style equip. <laughs> then we have the Crute Flesh Shaper. Pretty straightforward, just holding two swords. And then we have the Crutox Rider, which is a Crute mounted on what looks like something out of the Attack of the Clones. Oh, when they're fighting in the arena. When they're fighting in the arena, it looks... Something that would fight in that arena and it's just got a big gun attached to its back. That's That thing is a crew tox, isn't it? 
That is a croutox. That's yeah, the that's right. The they're croutox. actually like a, just a variant of a croute. So they're like the same species. But they've if just that makes sense. gone to the gym every day, but and skipped they get leg day. R- ridden upon. They do get ridden upon. And speaking of getting ridden upon, we get croutox rampages. Mm. So plural. So it looks like there's three of them. And <laughs> the croute that are riding these gorilla dog people just. They look like they're ready to just wreak some havoc. And then, Crute Carnivores, pretty standard squad. Looks like 10 models there. Having a look at it's the Instagram, it looks like people are absolutely loving this because this post has about 30,000 likes. And, you know, the next couple of posts are in the 15,000 region. Yeah. So, a lot of people are excited for this. People are getting behind them. And don't forget what they said which was there's still this is only half of the crude reveals. Yeah, I just ran the numbers. That's fifty percent. So. Yeah, there's still another fifty percent to go. Mm. Um, really quickly, Ollie, do you have any um, any speculation about what other crude models, or do you think they just meant Tau in general? Oh, I think um, I think they definitely meant. Crute models. I'm just trying to remember what the uh, the name of the giant old Forge World Crute model was. I think it was a um, it's called a Narlock. They're these um, huge sort of, I guess, versions of Crutes. Think of them like they look a little bit like a Crutey T-Rex. Mm. Um, so I suspect we're going to get something like that. And it's just like a basically a monster that sort of runs around and just chows down hard, which would be pretty awesome. So I think that'll be pretty cool. And then I wouldn't be shocked if you get some sort of maybe Crutey transport or something like that, or even a shooting model, because you'll see um, Crute are known for two things. One thing is sort of like taking the, the flesh and growing themselves and being a little bit more melee adherent, but they also have these like sort of sniper rifle type things and they, they do actually fight a lot shooting also. So you'll probably find they'll have like a shooting unit and a melee unit, I would imagine. Finally, mm. you can get into melee, mate. Right. Effective melee, should I say, not just, I mean... Ninth edition, I did have that Ozpec tactics build. That Onaga gauntlet? Yeah, the Onaga oh. gauntlet and <laughs> I just went and punched and <laughs> burnt one, everything. One punch man. I dig him. I'm not going to get any of them, but I dig him. I'm going to go get him. I mean, it is, again, very nice of GW to take an army that has an average squad size of 10 to 20 and give you more models with average squad sizes of 10 to 20. Uh, I always take <laughs> so long to set up. <laughs> just awesome paint, just days. Days and Movement trays, guys. Yeah, we're back on it. How many stars out of five, Ollie, for the crit reveal? Oh, I'm going to give it five. They did a really good job with those sculpts. And I know a lot of people that normally do not like Xenos and they are excited about Crude, including me. James? Yeah, I'm going to be pretty biased here and give it a four and a half. What happened to the other half? I want the Narlock. Oh. So the Narlock <laughs> that Ollie mentioned before, <laughs> that reminded me of Dino Riders. Oh, yeah. So just think Dino Riders where it's this big dinosaur thing but just equipped with guns all over it. That would be awesome. How good. Oh, I'm getting now visions of um, the Oliphants and Lord of the Rings. Yes. Like, <laughs> imagine Think that, but 40K it's got and m- guns. It's got more <laughs> of them on top. Yeah. Um, yeah, big vibes. I'm going to go with a four out of five. <laughs> purely for the fact that if I had them, I would hate how many of them I'd have to paint. 
I can't even get through a squad of three eliminators, let alone ten shapers. All right, boys, what was next? We've got some kill team action. We're going to cover the kill team here because it is 40k, and I think Night Lords are pretty cool. But we saw the Night Lords previously, so all the talk on the town is about the Drukari Mandrakes. Love these minis, man. They are really cool. Um, the green fire and these like shadow demon elder. It's it's pretty wicked. Do you guys know the story about these ones and sort of what they're meant to do and how they work? I feel like you're going to tell us. I'm about to. Yeah. So basically, the idea is these guys. Um, they spend a lot of time down on the dark areas of of Comara, which is the the city in um, in the webway that the Dark Elder live in. And obviously, if you live in the dark places in a really nasty city, apparently it corrupts you a bit. So they become these sort of mixtures of shadow demons. And the whole idea is basically they any shadow where they're operating, they can just step out of it. So they can sort of teleport between shadows, and they kind of are shadows, if that makes sense. They're just like a a void of light, sort of, and they have this, like, weird eldritch fire that they shoot out. To be honest, it doesn't make a lot of sense in my head because Eldar are normally, like, meant to avoid the chaosy stuff, but you know what? It seems to work for these guys, so i got to give it to them. If you can name five things that make total sense in Warhammer 40k, I'd be very impressed. I Hold my beer. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> I will say right now, the Tau have never, ever delved into the chaos... <laughs> <laughs> We've never touched the void. You haven't, and it's a bit of a shame. But then there is hints that maybe the ethereals have. The void boys. Aren't they from the future or the past or something? I don't know. I don't know. But keep yeah. them away from fast track. Tell you that much. These um <laughs> Yeah, these Mandrake they're looking really good. So they're in this kill team box and as usual with these kind of kill team releases, they'll come out in the box and then in a little while they'll come out individually. Um, so, yeah, this box is the Nightmare Box. <laughs> Cheeky. <laughs> In which you get the 10 Mandrakes. They all do things. They all do different things, I imagine. But you also get the 10 Night Lords. And, man, they look cool as well. There's a fella literally holding a torso of another Space Marine, like on his little staff. Yeah, that, get round him. <laughs> that's a vibe. And I've always felt like Night Lords were like the antithesis of the Raven Guard. You know, sneaky boys as well. But also they just like to peel the skin off stuff, so... Sharper teeth. <sighs> just yeah. evil versions of the uh, the kind Raven Guard, really. The very kind, forgiving, uh, non-murderous Raven Guard. Is that all that was at the Las Vegas Open? For 40K? 40K? I think, I think so. You, you know. could argue maybe some of the... Um, 30k reveals they had could be used because they had like different versions of Lehman Rust tanks and a lot of I guess infantry squads for the solar auxilia they call it but they look like they were a pretty close analogue of the 40k Cadian kit so yeah. if you know if you wanted to put in the effort and spend the money you could always make an army which could probably go between the two absolutely I'm not doing that no neither am I you're, you're anti uh, you're anti proxy at the best of times <laughs> Look, I think that the other game systems deserve a bit of time in the limelight. And I think they did that intentionally, and that's probably why they did all those Dark Angels reveals, you know, Christmas and all that kind of stuff. They got a lot of that out of the way, because that was a big one, which probably would have taken up a third of their LVO slot, which was only an hour long, um, short and sharp, but 
look, I think the reveals themselves were really good. The production value was really good. Better than the, some of the last reveals we've seen over, you know, the course of last year. Like, you know, the, the cinematic shots of the models, all that kind of stuff. I thought it was really, really polished. And I think they're all great sculpts. And the releases over the last maybe 18 months, I think GW have been kind of focusing more on good sculpts. You know, less of that kind of cookie cutter stuff, giving a squad more character. Yeah, I'd say that they're spending a lot of time making um, the minis probably a little bit easier to build from a perspective of having like interesting and complicated poses, but they're also getting really clean details. You know, obviously the um, the modeling department there, well, I guess a big shout out to Darren Latham, who's um, one of the main mini designers there, and he, um, he's been doing an awesome job there as well as all the other ones. Um, the whole team's making just interesting cool models i mean it's really hard to actually see something which is a total mess i can't think of any model in any range where i've thought oh it looks terrible i mean they even got rid of the um awful flight stands from the um jump pack marines oh yeah the curvy ones no one likes them oh i mean they just get covered in glue and paint anyway so i like when they incorporate the model or a design so it can hold it up for example, jet smoke or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire. Mm. It's usually fire <laughs> to hold them up. Or a foot on a rock or something like oh, that. Foot yeah. on a rock. Tactical rocks. <laughs> tactical it's all rocks. about tactical rocks. So overall, great reveals. As for the tournament itself, I'm sure it was wonderful, especially for the winner with his Necrons Hypercrypt Legion. Gave us all a bit of a surprise, didn't it, boys? Who was the winner? Mm-hmm. What was their name? His name was Matt Laura. He beat a, a dude who was um, who's playing Elder. His name escapes me for now, uh, but it was a, a hell of a game. They said it was um, one of them got caught off guard, but we can go into that in detail, or you can go and watch one of the um, one of the streams on War Games Live to catch the uh, let's say professional analysis of that rather than us. Eh? <laughs> okay, I'll do that. Right. I will do my own professional assessment. <laughs> You'll Thank find, you very much. You'll find that on his Twitch stream. You'll find my notes in the comments. <laughs> Boy, just roll better. <laughs> he actually did roll two sixes and he should have died. He won because he got good rolls. Ah, oh, he got good. Oh, I'm sure he did some other stuff as to why. No, nah, he had like a immensely good play. He um he managed to drop his monolith like right in the deployment zone at the um the top of turn one, um for his opponent. The other guy's whole game plan got got thrown to hell and he had to to scramble. It was all over Red Rover by turn three. Oh, and that it's never happens. Not for me. <laughs> but that's enough about a tournament that we're probably never going to compete in ourselves. Let's talk about things we will do ourselves. It's a new year. It's a new me. So I'm going to do something different, or maybe I'm not. Ollie, what are you looking forward to this year, mate? Mate, I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, when they release a FAQ for the uh, the new Dark Angels Codex. I'm really excited to see how they um, they fix that. <laughs> Oh, don't be a set don't, of rules. Don't be a sad boy. Are they currently? Don't be a sad boy. The miniatures are amazing. The miniatures are amazing, but there were some rules leaks that were not amazing. Oh, mm, oh the the rules have been um, released now with uh, with a lot of the guys who got um, review copies of the codex. It was just like they're a little lukewarm, but who cares? They look awesome. I'm gonna run them. I'm still keen. They're good. How about you, Jump? 
I am looking forward to getting my Dark Angels box that I managed to procure on the weekend. Um, Ollie, I believe you got your hands on a box or two. Yeah, I was I was very stressed um, last Saturday. I got to tell you, it was um, I was having nightmares about it the night before, but I got it. I managed to get in there. My favourite retailer, Gap Games. Shout out to the boys. Actually, got some really good advice from the from the guys at the stores. Kind of how to check out the fastest. So good on you guys. Thank you for setting me up. But I got the box. I'm excited to get the box. I'm excited. Do you know what I'm actually the most excited for is the upgrade sprues because mm. I've got a couple kits, like some blade guards, just kind of unfinished because I want to put like Dark Angels biddies on them, like, you know, the shoulder pads and, you know, some different kind of trinkets and helmets and heads and stuff like that. So I'm really, really keen on those. But obviously everything in the box is going to be amazing. Those Deathwing Knights are amazing. My, my goal coming up is kind of just to start painting the lion. And as Ollie said to me not long ago, he said, paint bravely, which terrifies me. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to paint him good. And I'm going to use my airbrush and I'm going to use my glazing and I'm going to use my dry brush. I'm going to do all the bits. Being brave isn't about having no fear. It's about having fear and doing it anyway. Aww. You know? So back yourself. I will. Can't I will. wait to see it, it finish next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, which we can relate to the last time we played and one of our friends... Or was it you that you picked up my one model and you're like, oh, you painted eyes on this and you just went dead silent. <laughs> <laughs> I did go dead silent. They were very um, pointing in different directions. What about you, Jimmy? Well, speaking of things that take a long time, the last version of this game came out in 2011. So 13 years later. We are getting Space Marine 2. And it was supposed to come out sooner. February, wasn't it? I meant to be. Would have been a nice little birthday present for James. However, (laughs) and I don't mind this when it's for a video game. I'd rather it be released, completed, Mm. ready to go. Mm. So hopefully that's the case for the release date. Of Space Marine 2, which should be coming out 9th of September 2024, it says here. According to the article, has a firm release date. I loved the first one back in 2011. My friend recently played it and said it still holds up. And as he said it, my other friend couldn't interject quicker than me to say, oh, no, it does not. (laughs) So... Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yes, and the player. Looking at the preview, I'm incredibly excited. Little details that they touched on, for example, as you're walking along, this big Astartes, all the little Imperial Guard guys think of you as somewhat of a god, so they'll just take a knee as you're walking by. And I'm just thinking, that's so cool. It's what I deserve. It's what I deserve. It's what Thank I deserve. <laughs> this is... <laughs> It's, it's also just weird because the whole idea of 40K is all the miniatures, but when you just see them big, <laughs> you're just like, oh, this is so weird. This is what they're really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really like in this sci-fi fiction thing that has <laughs> mm. spanned over 40 years. I want to do a lot. I want to do some shooting as well. 
the previews have all been very much like a couple of bolter shots and then you're inundated. Keen to see if there's some good, even if it's on rail, like on rail sections, like shooting. Yeah, that seems the, the power of the bolter. You know, it looked very World War Z, <laughs> where he's just got a big old gun and he's just firing into a swarm of tyrannids and all the las rifles are popping off and. I'm just very excited to see what happens. Wild idea, guys. They reckon they might have a, a co-op, a three-player co-op. They did say we that. We could put something together. And it was it was mm. interesting that it was three. Yeah. Oh, my God. Was so this made for us? Ollie, you, I myself, and Charlotte can all play together. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would kill to get her commentary on that game while we play. She kind of just sits there and just... Usually is reading a book. <laughs> All right, guys. I go, is this too loud? <laughs> I'm going to pitch something. It's called Wives on Warhammer. And we, yes. we just get the girls <laughs> to watch and commentate on what we're doing. I think it could be the next sleeper hits. Steph yep. will call us dick dogs and ask, <laughs> how much longer do I need to do this? Charlotte will be supportive and then say, I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> What do you think Ash and is going to be like? We'll not even try. <laughs> Ash has got too many other things on her mind. Right? She's not interested mm-hmm. in this. She's not interested in this. I can tell you that for sure. But thank you for your pitch. Uh, guys, I'm going to go through with this. I'm going to go talk to her now, actually. Look, between Dark Angels on the tabletop, Croup coming in, Space Marine 2, September feels like a long time away. But guys, guess what? It's the end of January, which is terrifying. I know, I just want it to get cooler. It's so hot. For, the, for those of you who are in the opposite hemisphere to us, what you're doing now in the, in the cold, we're doing the opposite in the hot. We've got a lot to be grateful for. And I've got to tell you, I'm grateful for you boys. James, oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, you Ollie, too, buddy. Thank you, mate. But do not fret. We will be back in a fortnight with the next episode of the show where Ollie and I will probably be unpacking Dark Angels boxes like giddy little boys on Christmas. And I'll be staring at my unpainted thousand sons army thinking, well, you look tough. (laughs) Don't know why you chose an army with such a complicated colour scheme. And until next time, roll hard and paint bravely.